Today, we are speaking to one man who many have said has got a technical knowledge that is very, very educative. When they listen to him, they say his understanding of the game of football is one of a kind. Who is that person? He is Faisal Chipsa. He is currently the FIFA High Performance Specialist for Africa. Whatever that means, I do not have an idea. He is better placed to educate us on this. And he's been a coach before. He's worked with uh, FC in the MLS. Uh, he was the head of recruitment for that team. Um, and today, uh, would there ever be a better opportunity to have an understanding of the technical side of the game of football, a sport you and I adore so much, then listen to the man whom FIFA has assigned to offer that uh, speciality that will ensure that the game in the continent is fully developed and make Africa very competitive when it comes to a world level. Faisal, thank you very much for your time. Thank you, Mustafa. How are you? I'm doing good. How are you too? Good. How is life going? Uh, we're managing. We're surviving, so no complaints. I, I, I was reading about you recently and, mm. I, and I noticed that uh, over the years you've always been someone fixated with the, with the technical side of football, right? Yeah, I don't know. Uh, if you ask me, what, maybe 15 years ago if I was going to go into that direction, yeah. I probably would have said you're mad. Um, because, <laughs> yeah, no, no, it, uh, you know, when I was done playing, um, I never thought I was going to go into administration side of football or coaching or management. Um, I was just looking forward to my uh, career in computer science because that's what I, I graduated with in, in Delaware. Um, but then after six months into that, I realized this is not for me. You know, although I love computers and I love to play around and all of that, that, yeah. that wasn't for me. There was a big piece of me missing, which was time on the pitch, you know, around the game, around football. Um, and then I just got into it as a volunteer. But right away, you know, I found that happiness back. And then I started to look at areas in the game that I can, I can get involved in. And, and now here I am. <laughs> but how did you get into football in the first place? I grew up, yeah. I know. Okay, so I, I guess <laughs> that's where the passion came from. Okay. Just like uh, every other kid in Ghana, you, you grew up around the game. Yeah. You want to play the game uh, for fun, you know, to begin with. And then you get to know you can actually make a living out of this yeah. um, and still get paid while you're having fun. So, yeah. you know, it comes with all the, the sexy passion stuff. Passion plus. Know, exactly, exactly. <laughs> um, so that's, that's where the love came from, yeah. uh, being, being in the game. And... I actually grew up not far from here, Teshi. Okay. Um, where I used to watch, you know, the Chas Taylors, uh, Richard Kinson, uh, Samir J, Eli Kinson, lots uh, of beautiful players have yeah. come from Teshi. So I used to watch them, okay. you know, as a ball boy. And I guess that's, that's how everything started. I, I, you actually started as a ball boy? I did. I did. Tell me that story. My time, though, <laughs> look, it was... Uh, you know, it was only the rich man's son that, yeah. that has the ball, and yeah. usually not the good ones. So when they are not in, that yeah. means there is no football to play. Yeah. You know, so for us to actually have a chance to play, we would just go around you know, the teams at that time that were training. Yeah. So while we were serving as ball boys, yeah. that was an opportunity to actually kick a ball, yeah. or find a group of guys together, and then 
you know, we get yelled at all the time because yeah. instead of us focusing on the game, yeah. we actually do our own thing. <laughs> yeah, that's that's where it all started from. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, your beginning, how was it like? Uh, not not for football, but family side, because you just mentioned that those days, for you to actually have the privilege of kicking the ball, you needed to have a father or a mother who could afford one. Yeah. How, how was your, your beginning, like quite humble one? Very humble beginnings, I would say. Um, my parents were very, very keen on education. Um, fortunate for me, I had an older brother, Yusuf, uh, at that time that yeah. I could look up to. Um, but it was clear to me that you know, I had to focus on education. You know, and even my brother, it took some divine intervention for him to, to <laughs> actually play football because right. there were times where he would go out and play and then yeah. come back and then tell a different story, wow. you know, um, until we get to a point where um, one of our neighbors just said to my parents, look, your, your son is gifted, you know, so you should allow him to play. And my dad was like, okay, if that's the case, then the only time he plays, if, if you get your, your schoolwork done. Your homework done. You know, so that's how he started. And I just you know, was watching the whole thing play out and I got into it as well. And then I think the, the breakthrough for us, more for him, was when he was invited to, to the national team. Yeah. And that's when I think my parents realized, you know what, maybe we should allow, him to. allow him to do it. Um, and he was very successful with it. At the same time, he was still studying. Yeah. Uh, we, we all had to help because at that time, um, I remember when he would be at national team camp, I have to drive to KNUSD, Kumasi Poly at that yeah, time, yeah. pick up his lecture notes, find a way to get it to him in Winneba at that time, the national team. Wow. Um, he would come home on Friday, take his exams, go back the next day on Monday to camp. So I watched all of that. Yeah. It wasn't easy. Yeah. It wasn't easy. So, um, But he managed to do it. And that's when I realized, you know what, I could actually do it as yeah. well. Um, and then I just followed followed the, the pathway. So credits to him. I think he, he laid the foundation and pathway for me. In terms of the level that you wanted to get to, kicking that filter of jet call football, did you get it? I think so. <laughs> <laughs> I think so. It was difficult, but yeah. I think so, yeah. I think so. Uh, but, 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 uh, you know, Yusuf, dominates the conversation when it comes to playing the, the football but you hadn't come into the picture tell us the, the, the whole story of your football career and, and, and all that uh, it's not as sexy as UCF's career I can tell you that <laughs> um, but um, for me again I started from the coast football right yeah here, you know just like every every other kid and uh, you just play the game because you love it yeah. um, but then I was fortunate enough, you know, throughout the course, I went to Primper College for my, for my senior secondary school. Um, again, still played a captain on the team to the 2004 uh, group that won. So I'm sitting with Capito. The Miller games at that time. Okay. Um, and then I was very privileged um, that I received an athletic scholarship to okay. go to to U.S. Okay. And, um, study and play at the same time at that time i wasn't really you know keen on doing it you know i didn't think football in, in u.s at that time was was big but i also knew that was the only uh, opportunity that my parents would allow me to play yeah. you know so i uh i accepted the the offer and then i 
move to, to Tennessee at that time. I had no clue, you know, where I was going. Um, I was just happy to, to go play and study. You know, it's something I, I really wanted to do. Um, knowing very well that after graduation, I yeah. could always come back and, and continue to play and hopefully wear the Black Stars jersey. Yeah. <laughs> never really got there, to be fair. Yeah. Maybe I wasn't good enough, but who knows. Um, <laughs> or maybe you were good enough, but you were not lucky. Maybe, maybe. <laughs> okay. That speaks, that's very true. Yeah. There's tons yeah. of players that yeah. don't make it because of luck. Yeah. Um, but I guess that would also give me a different direction, you know, as to how you see football. Um, so I was fortunate, I did that for four years yeah. from Tennessee. After one year, I moved to Delaware for my three years. Um, graduated that, enjoyed the NCAA competition, which for me was great. Yeah. Um, I wish you something we could do here, but that's, that's a conversation <laughs> for later. Um, but really, you know, yeah. give me the, the, the platform and opportunity to say you can combine both, both football and education. education. You know, at that time, I didn't think it was possible. But then you go to environments like that and then you realize it's possible because of the system that's yeah. been built around yeah. it. And that's only the, the difference, you know. If, if, if we, over here, if we can just say to ourselves, it is possible. Yeah. And if we actually preach that message, I think we can do it. Um, but then I graduated, you know, with that at a computer science in Delaware. 92% of households that join Peloton early in the year are still active a year later. Because of cycling? We also have a treadmill and Peloton guide. Guide? The thing that counts your reps? Yeah. It turns your TV into an AI-powered personal trainer. And with training programs like A Stronger You, Peloton Guide takes all the guesswork out of working out. 92% stick with it. So can you. Try Peloton Tread, Guide, or Bikes risk-free with a 30-day home trial. New members only. Not available in remote locations. See additional terms at onepeloton.ca slash home dash trial. We're recording this progressive commercial on a real boat to let people know that when you bundle your home, boat, and other vehicles... What was that, boat? Progressive saves you money, Jamie. Why are we doing this on a boat? We were going for authenticity. We're going to the city? Authenticity. You mean Atlantic City? But we're not in the Atlantic. Are we? Bundle your home and other vehicles with Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company affiliates and other insurers. Discount not available in all states or situations. I bounced around a bit. Uh, my brother was in Sweden at that time, so okay. I went to Sweden. I tried my luck. Um, nothing really was, you know, was, was uh, coming up for me, so then I went back to the States and then started my career in computer science. You know, I said, Dexter. You, I actually wanted to still play the football, right? Yeah, yeah, no, I, I tried. I tried again. It's, it's all I wanted to do. Yeah. All I wanted to do was just play for Ghana, you know, just like every, every other kid. So I bounced around and realized, you know, maybe it's not, it's not for me. Yeah. You know, it's not for everybody. Um, so then I went back. And then uh, six months into my, my <laughs> computer science yeah. uh, career, uh, I realized it wasn't for me. This is not mine. Um, so then I reached back to my coach uh, in Delaware and said, look, I don't think I'm, I'm enjoying this. I think I want to get back on the pitch. What do you think I can do? And then uh, he said to me, look, you've got a computer science background. At that time, analysis was booming at that time. It was oh, just okay. the, you know, the, the perfect time for me. So then he offered me a volunteer position uh, to be on his uh, coaching staff, um, help out with you know, laying out cones yeah. and... Uh, being the link between the staff and the players. Um, then I took it upon myself to invest in, in performance analysis because, again, I was very uh, uh, good with the computers and, and how to manipulate that. Um, then I started my coaching licenses as well just to understand football a bit much better, better. Than, than being a player. Yeah. You know, it's totally different when 
you play the game, you always think about yourself only. But when you get to coaching and how to teach that and transfer that knowledge, you need to understand people. Yeah. You know, so I took my badges, I took all my performance analysis courses, um, started as a volunteer, no pay. Uh, six months in, I realized this is what I wanted to do. So I quit my job and uh, <laughs> I went into football as a volunteer. Wow. Um, luckily enough, my wife was very supportive at yeah, that time. Yeah. Um, I married very young, so you know, she understood that this is where I belong. So she helped, you know, the, the, the relationship and, and, and the financial support and all that while I quit my job into football. Then after six months, I got offered the, the full-time position as one of the assistant coaches. And, and that's where everything started. That's where everything started. But do you have some disappointments because you never played for the national team? Yes. Because I always wanted to wear the jersey and yeah. stand in front of the crowd and sing the national anthem. That's all I wanted to do. <laughs> um, but again, I realized quickly that it wasn't for everybody. If you look at you know, the number of kids or population in Ghana, only few, you know, few that would get the privilege to actually do that. I even know that more now because of what yeah. I'm doing. Yeah. You know, that uh, it was a privilege uh, to actually play the game first. But you can still help you know, build a game which is exactly what I'm, I'm doing now. At, at, at what point, Faisal, did it, did it occur to you that I could become one of the biggest technical brainers we have in football? I don't point? know if I'm, if I'm one of the biggest. <laughs> I'm just cited an example. I, I yeah. get people <laughs> tag me with that a lot, but I, anytime I hear that, I question myself, like, you know, is it me? Yeah, that you is know, you. Right. I'm talking to you. <laughs> <laughs> I know, I, I still, I still yeah, ask myself. Like, you still ask yourself, but because if you take a look at people within the game yeah. and people listen to you, people talk to you, they go like this gentleman, he's on the standard of a game, it's on a different level. No, I still think I've got more to learn. And I even, even more now after meeting Arsene Wenger, who privileged to work with. Yeah. He's still learning, and he says that all the time. You now, for somebody who has done everything in the game, we learn daily. But exactly. that does not take away the fact exactly. that you are still considered one of the uh, exactly. the guys with some of the biggest brains when it comes to football within the region. Uh, I think I'm I'm still learning. Yeah. Honestly, I'm still learning. I think for me, what I've chosen to do, and it's something that I wish Africa would do more, is to try and share more. It's, um, we don't do that a lot yeah. in, in, in this region and this continent. For some reason, people feel, you know, I know this, so I get to, to, to experience this. I want to keep it to myself, and yeah. I don't want to share. And I don't think it helps us grow, you know. So, so what really motivates you? Just to see people get the opportunity to, to live their dreams. You know, I was given that opportunity at a very young age. And my former boss said to me, look, you're in a very privileged environment. Mm -hmm. If you ever get to a stage where you can give back what was given to you, to you. don't hesitate. And that's been you know, one thing that I've, I've always carried with me, that um, if you find yourself in a position to share more or to give opportunity to kids or anybody at all for yeah. them to, to live their dreams and be better, yeah. don't hesitate don't hesitate at all and, and that's how I've lived my life um, in football and outside football. How important was it for you to accept that volunteer role that was handed to you by your coach? 
it was a very, very uh, tough decision to take. And the reason why I did that was I wanted to invest myself more and educate myself more in, in football. Yeah. And my 9 to 5 at that time was really taking a lot, a lot for me. You know, there were times where the team is traveling that I can't go because yeah. I have a 9 to 5. There were times where I can't get to practices early because I have a 9 to 5. Um, I wanted to be in the discussion about the game and I wasn't really, really getting that, you know. The little time that I had was just being on the field. I enjoyed it, yeah. but I knew there was more, more for, for me to learn. And if I have to teach more, I have to learn more, yeah. you know. So I made a decision. As I mentioned, uh, uh, my wife at that time was very supportive. I think that was the difference, difference maker for me. She understood um, what I wanted to do and what I was willing to give up yes. you know, to, to invest myself into this. It was very difficult. You know, it's com combining combining the, the the two was was quite a difficult thing to do. The way I wanted to do it, to do it, it was going to be difficult. You know, I wanted to be in there at all times. Talk to us about the journey to Charlotte FC. Um, it's quite interesting one. One of the biggest stepping stones you've had. Yeah, for sure, for sure, and it happened in the most difficult moments. I want COVID. Yeah, yeah, know. it was around COVID, yeah, I remember. Charlotte was awarded a franchise at that time. Yeah. I think it was just a couple of months later and then COVID hit. Yes. So the whole world came to a standstill. And for the club, yeah. it still had to move. You know, it still had to put you know, the pillars in place. It was a brand new club yeah. uh, from, from scratch. So there were a lot to be done. Um, and I also saw an opportunity to jump out of the college game yeah. into a much more professional environment where I could you know, do football 24-7. Yeah. I enjoyed my time in, in the university games at that time, but I wanted more. You know? And in the US, you really, uh, uh, you know, if you want to combine both, it's just not a lot. We only play about maybe three, three and a half months. Yeah during the whole year, the rest is administration. So I went in an environment where I was talking about the game 24-7, you know, and, and, you know, around that COVID time, the opportunity came for me to apply to Charlotte. I went to interviews and uh, I don't know what they saw, but they gave me the job. Yeah, if, if we cut you and take a look at your blood, I think it will be round balls, balls, balls. Because maybe. the ball is maybe. your system. Maybe, your maybe. <laughs> Um, so then I jumped on it. But yeah. be, before Charlotte, I also worked with the Philadelphia Union. Yeah. I need to say that yeah. because they really gave me that, that opportunity to be in that professional academy yeah. environment in yeah. the first team um, to see how things work, how to transition from youth to yeah. senior team football and what to do, how to recruit. Um, that's when I really learned about talent identification because it was totally different. Totally How do you identify talents? That's, that's one area because we always say you need to identify the talent. You need to identify the, ta the talent. How do we identify a talent? It's a very, very difficult thing to do. I don't think it's easy. I don't think there is a blueprint and a formula for that. Um, I must say that. But then it comes down to what you believe in, yeah. what your club philosophy is, and how you align that to your, your talent ID philosophy, um, training uh, scouts as well. But in short, I don't think there is one way to do it. Yeah. But once you educate yourself in, in, in that environment, um, it becomes a little bit easier. Yeah. At the end, you want to look at a kid now and predict the future of that kid. It's impossible to do. You know, I don't even know what tomorrow is going to bring for me here. 
let alone predict the future of a kid who is five, ten years yeah. you know, life ahead of him. So, really, it's a difficult thing to do. But like I said, once you have structures and policies and, and much more educated in that environment, you feel comfortable to say, you know what, this kid may potentially uh, become one of the best in the world. It's an easy task. If you just joined us, uh, we are having a conversation with uh, Faisal Chipsa, uh, a high-performance specialist with FIFA, and uh, he's been talking to us about his life journey. His life is basically football. I think his DNA is football. And uh, one thing I, I would like to actually understand is the role high-performance specialist. What actually is that about? But we'll get there pretty soon. Uh, Faisal, tell yeah. me. If you take a look at your journey all the way to Charlotte LC, and even at Charlotte LC, you were the, the head of recruitment, right? Yeah, I was head of academy recruitment, yeah. Head of academy recruitment. Yeah. And that actually meant that you had a responsibility of getting talents that would suit into the Charlotte FC yeah. model. Yeah. And uh, subsequently, build a team that can compete in the LMLS, right? That is true. That is true. That was the task. And it was a difficult one. If you look at uh, North and South Carolina, which is where the team was based, yeah. huge, I think over 50 million people we are talking about here. So to begin with, you have to understand the football landscape first. Wow. You know, the culture of North and South Carolina as well. Um, you also have to understand the club's vision and the club philosophy. Yeah. Uh, what kind of footballers are we looking to bring on into the first team? You know, the profile of positions. Um, you need to understand all of that. So even though I was the head of the academy, I was also working with the, the first team uh, department yeah. because at the end, the talent we spot and find and bring into our development should be the ones that we think can compete in the first team in, the in the MLS. Team. You know, so um, I had to help with defining the club philosophy, the model of football, um, the profile of players in each position, what are you know, our talent predictors? Because talent could mean anything. You know, somebody with height is a talent. Yeah. Um, somebody with speed is a talent. You know, for us, so we needed to define what talent actually means first, and that has to be shared across the club, and then the scouts that we're working with, and then uh, the clubs around us as well. Because a lot of what we do depends on on your job. Yeah. So when they are identified players, we can go everywhere. Yes. You know, so it's important that we form networks all around uh, the north and south of Carolina and beyond. So that way, when they are recruiting players, they can think of you know, what it takes to play at Charlotte. Okay. So we have to provide them with that education as well and resources. So they make our job become easier. So again, you are managing a lot of pieces um, when it comes to talent identification and educating a lot of people as well. So the jigsaw was quite huge that it you needed was. to fit in. Yeah. Yep. So I needed to understand that landscape first before I can actually go out there and talk about, you know, So, so what was the definition of talent for you in driving the Charlotte FC agenda? So we came up with uh, what we call uh, talent indicators that when we go out, we look for you know um, and that's that's what the club came up with you know every club I think should have their own because football is not one way it's yeah. different however you see it um, so those five predictors is what we would educate you know 
our, our uh, scouts and, and clubs on that. When you are developing players or looking for players in your environment, please look out for these key you know, qualities and, and characteristics here because we have interest. You know, we look at intelligence, we look at mobility, we look at technical ability, we look at aggressiveness. And again, not to say this is what you should look for, yeah. but this is what the club came up with because yeah. that's what we, we sort of um, think is a DNA in every player yeah. that would fit in our environment and eventually to the first team. Um, but a lot of education has to be done uh, in terms of scouts and, and coaches for them to see football the way we want to see football. Yeah. Yeah. So how long did you do that? I was in Charlotte for a year. Yeah. Yeah. It, uh, if I, it's sad because you know FIFA came knocking after a year, and it was really a job that I enjoyed because I walked into an environment where there was nothing. Yeah. You know, I had to come up with a department find scouts, hire people, come up with all this education. So really it was an opportunity for me to build something from scratch. And uh, you know, it was going very well. I was really enjoying it, you know, to uh, yeah, put you it had together. Fun. I did, I did, really <laughs> did. Um, but I just didn't, you know, stay long enough to see everything uh, uh, come to a, a conclusion here. But I was happy to see that some of the kids we identified at that time I've now signed for the first team so clearly it tells me we were up to something good you know um, so but like how many players made it to the first team? two I think have signed oh wow yeah one very young a 17 year old yeah. uh, who had his debut against Chelsea so imagine a oh, 17 year old wow. yeah. signed to your first uh, first yeah, your fingerprints are already everywhere yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so I, I was hoping you know to go back and and uh, I think I'm probably gonna go back someday you're probably going to someday. someday <laughs> I think the, 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 the fans of Charlotte FC will be, will be happy no, to No, no, for that. me, I want to because uh, on the finished business for me, we started something really, really good yeah. and I wanted to see, you know, yeah, I wanted you. to be there when the first academy graduate yeah. move into the first team. Unfortunately, I've missed it, but I think there is still more to come. At, at what point did FIFA come knocking? <sighs> FIFA came in, uh, it was a very long discussion to be fair because I had just joined Charlotte at that time, only a year into the job, and I didn't want to leave after a year, yeah. you know, because I was given a lot to manage, and we've already started something really, really good. So to live in the middle of it, 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 it just didn't feel right for me. But when FIFA comes, and... You listen. You listen. <laughs> and an opportunity to come back home, yeah. and work in the continent, which I've always wanted to do, um, it was tough tough decision but I think we started a discussion around 20 towards the end of last year I would say that's when they came in they, they flew me to Portugal we met we spoke um, I went back to Charlotte again you know about three months before we actually decided you know what I want to do this and again credit to Charlotte because when I went back and told them about the opportunity they were really really happy for me you know they said look this is FIFA, this is the highest governing football in the world. You have an opportunity to go back home and, and, and you know, help grow the game here. So we are sad to lose you, but we also do think this is good for you, not only you, but for your, for your country and your continent. Your continent so yeah. uh, you're okay to go. And uh, that was it. Yeah. I, I'm, kind of, I'm kind of interested in this because um, 
if you take a look at your, your trajectory within the, te the technical space of the game, where at Charlotte FC within a year, FIFA counts knocking, probably tells you that whatever you were doing, there was another person who had an eye on you. Yeah, <laughs> a lot of people. So, so how did that get to the attention of FIFA, for FIFA to go like, this is the guy we need for Africa? So, um, before FIFA came, or before I even accepted the, the Charlotte job, yeah. I had applied for a job here in Ghana. I'm not going to talk about that I, job. I, I, will, don't, don't. I will touch on this. <laughs> I will definitely touch on I applied on it. for a job here in Ghana. <laughs> yes. didn't get it. Maybe yeah. I wasn't good enough at that time. Um, but I spoke to a few people about it before I actually went in. But credit though, because when I was brought in for an interview, I thought it went pretty well. So that alone, you know, said to me, you know what, you, you can give something. There's something there. It was too early at that time, maybe, maybe. But um, right around that time, I spoke to a very, very important figure. Um, people know I'm very close to him now. Uh, in likes of Anthony Buffo, okay. I think. You wouldn't want me to mention his name, but... I know. I, think, I, I know uh, how Tony works, so yeah, <laughs> it's yeah. understandable. But I think it's, it's fair that I do that. Yeah. And, uh, you know, we, we spoke a lot, and, you know, he advised me that you're still young, just continue doing what you're doing. Um, there's going to be a big opportunity. At that time, we both didn't know it was going to be FIFA. Yeah, actually, that time. And, there's uh, no elevator to success. You must yes, go through the stairs. And that's one thing that Tony <laughs> says a lot. Yeah. And that's the first thing he actually told me yeah. uh, when, when we started talking. So he became very close. Yeah. Uh, I would bounce ideas off him. Um, it would involve me in some of the stuff the PFAG is doing. So I really kept close contact with him. And then when the opportunity came for FIFA looking for somebody here on the continent, he thought of me. Yeah. He thought of me, so um, he spoke to me about it, and I said, okay, this is FIFA, I'm interested. Um, I want to learn more, to be fair, but I'm also, you know, I want to explore that opportunity and see how far that goes. Yeah. So then I sent in my CV, a bunch of others sent in yes as well. I went through a series of interviews. It was, you know, it wasn't like, here you go, here's a recommendation from, <laughs> from Mr. Buffo, so you're, you're good to go. No, I had to go through interviews and all of that. So maybe they saw something. 92% yeah. uh, of households that join Peloton early in the year are still active a year later. Yeah, if you like cycling to EDM. Not just EDM. Try cycling to Broadway hits. Take a scenic hike in Iceland on our treadmill or row to some 80s jams. Because I have so much free time. Whether you have 30 minutes or just five, Peloton can fit any schedule. 92% stick with it. So can you. Try Peloton tread, row, or bikes risk-free with a 30-day home trial. New members only. Not available in remote locations. See additional terms at onepeloton.com slash home dash trial. At Progressive, we know how much you love your recreational vehicles. So we decided to record this commercial in an RV. With a family on vacation. Mom, who are these people? Oh, that's Flo and Jamie. They're recording a commercial, sweetie. Don't they do that in the studio? Oh, normally. No. But we wanted to feature a family who bundled their home and RV and saved with Progressive. Um, yeah, it looks like you're all out of chips. Okay, I think we'll just drop you off at the next gas station. Bundle your home and other vehicles with Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company affiliates and other insurers. Discount not available in all states or situations. And uh, everything just, just started from there. Has it been fun being a FIFA job? Yeah. Yeah. Yes. Okay. Yeah. A FIFA high performance specialist. What does yeah. it mean? So, um, a lot of people ask me this question. Who is a high performance specialist? Yes. What does I think it mean? high performance really is becoming a buzzword now. Yeah. But if you are coming from rugby, you know this is 
you know, this has been there for years. Yeah. But in football, I think we're beginning to understand what high performance now. But really, if I could break it down to the simplest form, I would say you know, doing the right things at the right time all the time uh, for a long time, which yeah. is tough to do. Even in our normal lives, yeah, yeah, it's tough for us to do that. So to do that in football really was a tough thing to do. And you can tell you know, the, the top countries and the top clubs do that very, very well where they look at the whole ecosystem and look at areas where they can maximize then areas where even they're not good at they can you know find ways to to improve on it yeah. um, but really combining science and data and football you know much more objectivity into the game of football not to say subjectivity is bad it's yeah. not but you really have to find the balance you know but once you are able to be more objective in how you make decisions and, and how you communicate that and, and teach that, I think you really live in a high performance life, yeah. you know, on the field, off the field, even what you eat, uh, what you say, yeah. um, rest, all that goes into living a high performance life. So, like I mentioned, the simplest form is, is doing the right things um, at the right time, all the time. Ah, so, 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 what basically... So, my job now, again, yes. really, um, this is a new program that, that FIFA has... Uh, has brought to life yeah. where when Arsene came in as the chief of global football um, he was brought in to help grow the game yeah. uh, globally you know and goal six of FIFA's vision now is to increase global competitiveness yeah. so FIFA wants to get to the point where 50 countries are in a position to compete and win the World Cup as it stands now it's only Two confederations. Yeah. You, know, you only have UEFA and Comibol that have really yeah. won the World Cup or played in the final four. Nobody else, in regards to other federations, have, have gone that far. So FIFA is also saying, okay, if that's the case, what can we do to the rest of the to confederations help the, the to help the everybody to yeah, equal opportunity, equal opportunity to yeah. compete? And that means talent development because there is talent everywhere. Yeah. You know, but if you're not really living a high-performance life or practicing performance and giving every talent a chance in your country, then you're not maximizing your potential. Yeah. So they form a small team around Arsene uh, to work with the countries in, 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 in talent development. So we look at you know the talent development ecosystem, national teams, coach education, academies, yeah. if there is one, uh, talent ID and development, domestic competitions, um, we go into the countries and analyze all those areas and then come up with some recommendations. Not what FIFA thinks, but based on what the rest of the world and the top countries yeah. have done. Yeah. So we did an ecosystem analysis of uh, the, the 205 member associations and then we came up with some of the best practices that the top countries have done very well. Okay. And I must say, you know, a lot of credit to those countries because yeah. they could have easily said, we don't want to share this. We don't want to share this. You, know, you we, mentioned earlier exactly. it's important to share. Exactly. Yeah. You know, we just want to be the, the best in the world yeah. for a long time. So yeah. we're not open to sharing with everybody else. Yeah. Um, but all the countries agreed to do it. And they shared all the information, their practices, the system. So now we collect all that data and information. We've come up with a global report, you know, to say this is where you are as a country. And this is what the top countries are doing. are doing. So, you know, you can compare and look at areas where we can help you as a performance specialist um, put together a strategy, a policy, a philosophy to help you maximize your talent in your yeah. country. 
Um, so our job as high performance specialists is to work directly with, with these countries. With the federations. Exactly, with yeah. the federations. And um, to maximize their, their, their talent. So, so you're representing us in Venga in Africa? <laughs> I don't know if it's, uh, yeah. if it's the best way to put it. Oh, yeah. I'm helping us in, you know, uh, no. work, you, work you in the country. Are, you are the brain of us in Venga in Africa. I wish. Because that's a very big brain, man. That's 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 a very big brain. You are the representative of us in Africa. I don't know if it's the, it's the best way to put it, honestly. But who are you in Africa? I'm just uh, I'm just working working on on, on on behalf of FIFA for for Africa. And you 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 you, you, you send your report. Yeah. To FIFA. Yeah, I do. You visit you visit countries in the continent. Yeah. Put together reports educate them on some of the best practices if, no if i say educate them it's like i'm coming with the with the solutions and okay. the answers i don't okay. have it i don't okay. have it i'm also learning as well but we play yeah, a role yeah. as a as a thinking partner yeah let me put it that way because when i go in into those countries i don't go in and impose yeah i don't go in and say this is what you have to do yes i go in and say this is what you have based on the report that was uh, given to you by fifa these are some of the things you should consider Remember, every country is unique. Yeah. Because a talent in Ghana, the definition of talent here in Ghana is different from you know, Cote d'Ivoire or Nigeria or South Africa or Tunisia or Algeria. Yeah. Everybody would have to define what talent means to them based on the culture and, and, and all of that. So, again, we pay very, very much attention to that. But my role is to sit with the MA, the Member Association, yeah. and together find out with some of these, these solutions. Um, I may not have all the answers. Yeah. And uh, the ones that I do, again, I go back to FIFA or I can uh, reach out to other member associations that have, you know, the answers to that. And then we'll try and compare and come up with uh, the best of solutions. So, really, we are all learning. We learn as yeah. we move on. Yeah. How many countries have you visited so far? <laughs> <laughs> A lot, but we still, still more to come. Um, I know recently you were in South Africa. Oh yeah. You were in Sierra Leone. Yeah. You've been I was in Mauritania. Zambia. Zambia. You were in Zambia. Was it Zambia? Yeah. It was Zambia. Yeah. Uh, Mauritania as well. No Mauritania yet. Yeah. But oh, I'm still there. There's still more to come. Yeah, yeah, let's, let's forget about the countries <laughs> first and no, no, talk no, no, about see, where I've been. The point is that the point is that I just want to appreciate the amount of responsibility that you have in terms of growing the game in the continent. Yeah. So every single member federation of FIFA, which is from the continent, you have a role of um, assisting them, but like you mentioned, you do not have the answers to everything. Um, you take a look at what they have and what they can add. Yeah. So that basically means that if you go to the Ghana Football Association and take a look at their template... Choose somebody else. Don't choose Ghana Football Association. <laughs> okay. Why do you have to choose Ghana if Football Association? If you go to the South Africa Football okay. Association, yeah. SAFA, and you, you tell them that Based on the report FIFA has got, what you're doing so far is 35%. Yeah. You have a 65% more to go. Yeah. If you want to uh, be able to meet the potential yeah. of the talent yeah. you've, got, you've, yeah. you've, you've got in this country, these are the things you, you, you'd have to do. Yeah. That is basically what I want to appreciate. You know, it's, it. <laughs> it's clear now. You mentioned something. You mentioned that you, you, you applied for a job in Ghana. Um, what was that? It was the, uh, the technical director position at the FA at that time. Uh, that was the time the FA had mentioned that they needed a technical director. Yeah, yeah. yeah I, 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 I recall that. And uh, 
Tell us what happened. Nothing happened. <laughs> <laughs> Something happened. Nothing happened. Uh, no, no, no. To be to be fair, uh, yeah. again, anytime I speak about this, I always say thanks, thanks to the FA. You know, when I sent in my my application, I wasn't really expecting the job. Uh, yeah, a job or even a callback, honestly, um, because I knew at that time I was still young. But it's not. I, I get it. I get it. Yeah. Young in the job. Okay, you, know, you were young in the job. Some I experience. Yeah, I understand. Um, I get it. Uh, if it's now, I would say I'm much more ready. Yeah. Than I think it was three, three years ago. Yeah. Two, three years ago. So, um, but they still, they still give me a call back. The president called me. We we exchanged text. I went through uh, the interviews with them. Um, but it was a good experience for me. You know, it really opened my eye a lot. Um, I was away for a long time too at that time, yeah. so I really needed to understand the, the football landscape here a little yeah. bit more. Um, when I was living, I was young and I was away for like about 15 years, yeah. so a lot has changed at that time. So I needed to understand that, that side too, to be fair. But uh, in terms of how you know everything played out, uh, for me it was a big experience. I learned a lot. Um, and I, uh, I say again, thanks, thanks to the FA because I wasn't really expecting a call back at that time because no, that's, yeah. that's a huge job, man. That's a huge job. I knew there was going to be tons of tons of people that want to work for the Ghana Football yeah. Association. So, but to be fair, again, that also gave me a bit of uh, I don't know what what, what what to use here. But after that process, I realized that you can do more. You know, there there is really something special you can do. So for them to reach out to me for an interview. I started taking this more seriously now. Uh, I, there's one thing I really want to understand. Um, in as much as you felt that um, you were still really young within the space, you believed that this was something that you could do. Yes. And shortly afterwards, you went to Charlotte FC. Yeah. That, that clearly tells I, I, us I, that, I, that clearly tells exactly, us that, that, that there's probably something within you that the panel you met did not see. But the people who set up... I wasn't good enough. That's what it is. That's quite subjective. Yeah. And good enough is subjective because um, <laughs> what you might say is not good enough. It's actually yeah. better for someone. Yeah. So, disappointed you didn't get a job? No. No, I wasn't. I wasn't disappointed at all. Like I said, when I, when I threw my name in, in the hat there, I wasn't really expecting anything. But this is Ghana Football Association. To be the technical director for Ghana Football Association... It's a massive job. Massive, massive job. To be a FIFA high performance specialist for Africa, <laughs> it's, a much, it's a much bigger, bigger job. Okay. Now, okay, I, I get it. But yeah. I'm saying at that time, it's a massive job. Yeah. It's a massive job. And um, to be even considered for that role, yeah. for me, it was, it was more than I expected. Again, I'm, I'm still not satisfied. I know what I, you want. <laughs> but you're not going to get it. <laughs> I know exactly what you want, but I think so, this is this is enough for the public. What would Faisal had brought to the football space in Ghana if you were given the role of a technical director? Very, very good question. At that time, I felt we needed a bit of structure, needed a bit of discipline, yeah, um, a bit of direction as well. And we needed somebody just to lead, uh, you know, uh, 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 football in the country. Yeah. And that was uh, the first thing that I was hoping to bring. You know, I 
I've seen structure. I've worked in structures. Um, I've been in, in the youth, youth development, so yeah. I understand the youth. I know the opportunities that are out there. Um, I understand the culture because I'm from Ghana. I, I grew up here, so I lived through the coast system and yeah. all of that. Yeah. Um, but the one thing that I was really, really looking forward to bring is the discipline uh, to, 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 the to, to, yeah, you know, in terms of uh, manning a, a technical directorate. Uh, um, and again, when you travel around Africa now, you realize what African is, is not so much of, you know, the technicalities of the game, but really it's just the discipline. The discipline to do the right things all the time, okay, every single time, for a long time. Yeah. That really is where, where I think Africa is lacking. What are the right things? The right things is just, when you put up a structure, that you may have an idea of, you may not, but there are, you know, avenues out there where you can, you can learn all this. Like, if you're at a TD and you go to FIFA right now and say, I need a structure put in place to identify talent all across Canada, yeah. Ghana, and put them in an environment for them to grow yeah. to the senior team, FIFA would help with that. Okay? Yeah. FIFA would give you all that help. Yeah. But then when FIFA gives you that help, it's up to you to come back here and see to the implementation. What is right? What has to be done? Who are the people that you know, we need to put in, in positions? Yeah with the right qualification and competence, yeah. that's where the high performance life comes in, you know, because if you're not really motivated, it's easy to just, you know, plug in things yeah. that may not be right. Um, and that's where we're lacking. Based on what you've witnessed so far, you didn't get a job, someone else got a job, but based on what you've witnessed so far, are there more things that we need to work on? Of course, yeah, yeah. And this is not just Ghana, this is everywhere. Even the top European countries will still tell you there's more to do. So there is always room to improve, for sure. Um, but again, you know, of course there's more to do here, let me put it that way. Tell us, in terms of percentage, and based on the, the, the FIFA Global Report, in terms of percentage, uh, where is Ghana? No, I can't speak about that. No, no, <laughs> no, no, seriously, I can't. It, it's very confidential. It's, no, no it's I really understand that. that. I, really, I really understand that. Yeah. But I want to have an idea about how much of work that Ghana must do. I don't think you, you even need, need the report. You can, look, you've been in a game for a long time. Yeah. If I ask you right now, a kid in your village, yes. what's your village? Do. Do, where is that yeah. at? It's in the northeast region. Northeast region, okay. Do you think a kid up there has the same opportunity as a kid in Accra? No. When it comes to, you know, finding. In the fact, growing up, I did not have the opportunities like a case of Accra. Okay, because so. Because I grew up from there. Yeah, so until we get to a stage where we can see a clear pathway and say, you know, every kid, regardless of where he or she is born in the country, has the same opportunity as the ones here then there is more work to be done. Is that actually what FIFA wants? That's what FIFA wants. That's not what alone FIFA wants, but I think that's what every country should do. You know, and don't forget, when the quality of football at the World Cup is improving and better, that's when you know, FIFA you know, can, can advertise that and make more revenue and yeah. you know, reinvest back into the yeah. game. So it's important that even where FIFA sits, they still keep an eye on the member associations and make sure that football is actually going 
and then the level of competition is growing because you don't want to lose that. Right now, you th- we will agree that you know, World Cup yeah. final is the biggest stage in, in, in football yeah, in the yeah. country. It's not okay for FIFA to sit down and say, you know what, we have this, so we're just going to sit down and relax. Yeah. You know, FIFA needs, still needs to keep working, which is why we are investing in this talent development to make sure that quality of football at youth levels, even at senior levels, still remains top-notch. Very, very How can we improve our talent identification in Ghana? Very, very difficult thing to do when you talk about talent identification. Again, just as I, I explained, Every kid, boy or girl uh, in Ghana should have the same opportunity as you know, the ones that are around you know, Accra or, or, or Eastern Region or, or Kumasi. So you really have to put structures in place. You have to define a pathway. You, know? you have to, first of all, make sure football is accessible to every kid. Because if your you know, cousin in the village somewhere else doesn't have access to football alone, he's not going to develop. He or she's not going to develop. So that's where everything starts. That's the basics, that's the foundation. And then once we define the structures, once we define the policies, once we define an environment, once we define domestic competitions, once we strengthen coach education, we educate our coaches, our scouts. This is the whole ecosystem I'm talking about. I read now. a lot about some of the tweets you often put up on your, on your tweet up uh, account. And most often, the questions you ask about the technical side of the game. If not, we need lots of improvement in our technical side of the game. We do, and I think it's, you know, it's not even a secret at all. So, where you know, do we lack when it comes to the technical side of the game? Let's uh, let's take our minds back to maybe five, six years ago. Yeah. I don't think, um, I think this is also out there. It's not a secret at all. We've not had a top coach education course in Ghana for a long time, about six, seven years. Yeah. Um, not A, not B, not even C, not even A pro now. Yeah. So when you don't have you know, better uh, uh, coaches, there's no way you can, you can develop better players. When you don't have quality instructors all across the country, there's no way you can educate coaches or run courses. Um, so that's an area that, you know, we've, again, it's not a fault of this FA because they're just new, but yeah. it's, it's, it's a problem that's been there for a long time. Yeah. And I think we have to address that as, as, as quickly as possible. When you, when you watch Ghana football, um, where do you think we need to improve? When you watch Ghana Premier, let's say Premier League matches, let's say you are watching coast football in the country, and um, you have taught the world. Yeah. You see what others do. Sometimes you're looking at opportunity and say, oh, even I could score this, but the person has gone to sky the ball and all that. <laughs> I mean, it, it happens everywhere, even in Europe or, or Yeah, in South America, it happens everywhere. Sometimes, sometimes you, you, you look at ours and you're wondering the intelligence level of the, football, of, of, of the players and, and, and all that. So tell us. Yeah. When you, when, you, when, you, when, you, when you watch Ghana Premier League... So I can, I can only measure our football here... Uh, against or benchmark it to the international stage. Yeah. I think it's fair to do that yeah. because at the end we develop and we want to compete at that stage. And uh, FIFA and UEFA all collect data and information from all these top games to share with the member association. Yeah. So when you sit here in, in, in Africa and 
you look at your football, assuming you're also collecting data and, and, and uh, information here, you can benchmark that and see where you stand. You can look at you know, the number of seconds it takes for top quality players to make a decision. Um, you, you can look at, look at the space. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You look at the spaces that you know players are, have to operate now. Um, how big, how wide, how small. Those are the things that you have to measure. You know. So when you're comparing your game here to that, then you can have an idea. And so you know what, our game here there are tons of tons of spaces. When you watch the Ghana Premier League or youth teams play, the players have got minutes. You know, to, to make a decision, even still you can question some of the decisions they yeah. make. But then when you move them into the international stage, there's not going to be that much time and space. So when you work in that environment for a long time, and then you move into an international stage where the time is smaller, the spaces are smaller, now it's difficult for you to adapt. You know, so if you have information about that yeah. and it's public, you can begin to again look at your game here and try and at least get closer to, to to what it looks like in that international stage there. And if you compare the two now, I think we are, you know, we are lap behind. I would say here. If, if, have you had conversations with the FA on how to improve Why these things? Yeah, yeah, I'm I'm very interested because it is our game. If and you are a Ghanaian, the 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 development of Ghana football. It's partially dependent on you. Why? <laughs> I've have, I have got a role to play, don't get me wrong. You have a role exactly. to play as well. But you have a bigger role to play. We all have got bigger roles to play. Because you present FIFA here. So you are speaking to me as FIFA president. No, 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 no. <laughs> not even close. Not even close. <laughs> not even close. Not even close. Yeah. I think we all have a role to play, honestly. Yeah. You know, um, what I do... You know, it's important. What you do is important as well because... Yeah. Kids listen to you. Infrastructure too, you said one many many things. Yeah, but you know, people people speak a lot about that. But I don't think it's it's our biggest problem. I don't. I don't think at all. The biggest problem for me is education. You can still play I mean it's not ideal to play football and, and you know, bad pitches pitches and all that. that yeah. But we can still do something. You know, if we are in a position where we understand the game better and we know exactly what we are doing, we can still you know, improvise and 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 uh, put that quality place. Look, the ACNs and the Stephen Pierce, they used to play in much more worse pitches than, yeah. than these guys have. I've been to Indafa Park many times. And exactly, but yeah. even still, yeah. you know, they, they they made something out of it. So yes, it's important. Don't get me wrong, but there are much more important things that that we need to worry about than than infrastructure. First, let's just wrap up this conversation uh, pretty quick. I I am taking you to. The black stars. Uh, what do you think? What no, you no, think no. I agree with you, hundred yeah. um, percent. I like, uh, I like the stability in the team now, especially yeah. on the technical side. Um, the one thing I'm also happy uh, about is the noise around the black stars. All of a sudden, it seems like it disappeared. Yeah. Before then, there was just so much noise, so much noise on collapse and coaches, and that really is not healthy for a team that's us trying to, to qualify or compete at the World Cup. So one thing that I think our technical team now have brought, which again I'm happy with, is to reduce that noise. Yeah. Reduce that noise. So now we have a positive environment where they can try new things, they can pass on the ideas of football and 
and uh, even with the team itself, we still don't have a solid, you know, team that has been together for a yeah. long time. Yeah. There are still new faces coming in, as you would expect. Yeah. So, I think we should calm down, just like you said. Um, look beyond the World Cup, in my opinion. Yeah. What's next after that? But at the same time, we still have to go and compete. Yeah. You know, so I like what you're doing. I like uh, you know the players that have come in. Unfortunately, we just don't have enough time yeah. to you know to get to know ourselves and and what works well for us. Um, but we still have to go and perform. How so, well? How well do you think we can do at the World Cup? How well? How well? If we, we get perform? to the final four, I'll be happy. Semi-final, you think? Yes. We have the quality to do that? I think so. Remember, this is, we have the quality, that's one thing. Yeah. Um, but this is a tournament. Tournament, you need a bit of luck. Yeah. Even the champion team, the, yeah. cha the yeah. champions yeah. need some luck. You need to avoid some... I remember the 2018 World Cup when Germany was beaten by South Korea. No one saw that coming. Exactly. So you need a bit of luck no matter how you look at it. You know, you have to avoid setting teams early on yeah. because again once the tournament starts you build momentum and go into the uh, um, and the, the, the quality rounds yeah. that's when you, you begin to find yourself so I'm hoping that uh, we, we get to the final four um, but we do have the quality so as an Arsenal fan how was it like when you met us in Wenger? <laughs> <laughs> oh man it, uh, I never thought that that would happen you know to meet him let alone work with him share look, ideas with him yeah it's it's I, I can describe that i can describe that have you but arrived <laughs> no no i haven't i haven't there is more work to do but you see that you know, i think pleasure. the easy the easy thing is getting there yeah but staying there that's a point that's nice it's much more difficult because you have to bring something to the table you're not just there to enjoy the environment you have to contribute and to contribute you really have to continue to educate Sometimes yourself like imagine the butterflies if you say if you say you are traveling to a member association of fifa and um, you don't know what to expect what they're going to present to you telling you man because you're working into a very very political environment believe it or not football is politics yeah. you get it so what you say you know carrying that is very very important you could say one thing that could go wrong yeah. you know so you're very careful um, with the kind of words you use and, and how you say it and how you approach it and all of that that side people don't think about but really you know you have to you really have to you're dealing with federation presidents that can be we yeah. all know how it is yeah. you know so it uh, there's more for me to learn as well and I'm learning I'm learning and again it's you know the, the technical side I think it's easy yeah but it how to translate that? No, it, it's easy for everybody. You can learn. You can Im immerse yourself in that. But then how then do you transfer that to, to the people field. that yeah. are around you? You know, How do you try and convince them? How do you communicate that? That's the difficult part. It's the same thing as coaching. You can learn all the axes and the O's, but when you have 28 players in front of you that you have to transfer that knowledge to each and every single one, different background, they all have their own way of how things should be done. Yeah. But you have to find a way of transferring this and, and convincing them to buy into what you think is right. It's a very, very difficult thing to do. You're not going to make everybody happy. You know, some will be upset, but you still have to find a way to get your arms around them and make them feel part of what you're doing and, and uh, 
if you don't have that skill, that soft skill, I would say, there is no way you can you can succeed in what you do. No matter how knowledgeable you are in, in football, or you know tactics, you may know. Forget about it. Tactics is just more fun. First out, Chief, sir. My guest on this joyce was special, and uh, and guess what? Having well educated in this conversation i am not too sure that i've ever had a conversation like this and um, just like you said it's a pleasure to work with asim venga so it's also a pleasure for me to speak to him <laughs> <laughs> and and, and uh, learn for him uh, thank you very much for joining us for this special conversation i am of town abila abla continue to enjoy the rest of our programs here on the journey's channel so we've had news file over the weekend and uh, an interesting part of the conversation focused oh no we are out of range oh don't worry daddy i have alexa in my bag alex what alexa open multimedia ghana and play joy fm super hits radio radio joy 99.7 listen to joy fm Hits FM, Love FM, live on your Amazon Echo. Listen to your favorite multimedia radio stations live on your Amazon Echo device by saying, Alexa, open Multimedia Ghana, play Joy To my newborn baby boy, the day you arrived was one of the happiest days of my life. Right up there with the day I bought my RV from that guy on the internet and insured it with Progressive. What a deal. Just know, son, I'll always be here for you. And by here, I mean in the middle of absolutely nowhere. In my RV. Protect your baby with an RV policy from Progressive. Take as little as four minutes to see what you could save at Progressive.com. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. 92% of households that join Peloton early in the year are still active a year later. Yeah, if you like cycling to EDM. Not just EDM. Try cycling to Broadway hits. Take a scenic hike in Iceland on our treadmill or row to some 80s jams. Because I have so much free time. Whether you have 30 minutes or just five, Peloton can fit any schedule. 92% stick with it. So can you. Try Peloton tread, row, or bikes risk-free with a 30-day home trial. New members only. Not available in remote locations. See additional terms at onepeloton.com slash home dash trial. The Venture X card from Capital One gives you premium travel benefits. Perfect for seeing Taylor Swift The Eras Tour. Presented by Capital One. Oh, I do love her. Earn five times miles on flights and ten times miles on hotels through Capital One Travel. Enjoy your stay in Suite 13. Whoa, 13? That's Taylor's lucky number. The Venture X card from Capital One. What's in your wallet? Terms apply. See CapitalOne.com for details. The all-new Nissan Aria is a fully loaded EV. It's brimming with style mm. and power. Up to 389 horses of it. Innovation and intelligence. E-Force all-wheel drive. It'll pin you to your seat. Your very plush seat. The all-new, all-electric Nissan Aria. Nissan Aria with E-Force expect availability early 2023. E-Force cannot prevent collisions or provide enhanced traction in all conditions. E-Force and 389 horsepower available on Platinum Plus. Nissan calculation using one-foot rollout testing with long-range battery and E-Force only in Portland with E-Step Off. These results are for comparison only and should not be attempted on public roads. Drive responsibly. See NissanUSA.com for details. FM or Hits FM or Love FM or catch up on your favorite podcast by saying, Alexa, play. And then the name of your favorite podcast from Multimedia Ghana. For a list of all podcasts available, say Alexa. Ask Multimedia Ghana to browse programs.
Supernatural Empowerment Summits 2023. Meet the Revivalists, the heads of global denominations and the Kingmakers. This year, in Archbishop Charles Ogenesari's 40th year in a miracle ministry and the Fence Supernatural Empowerment Summit, expect life-changing insights for ministry and impartation for the next level. Host and speaker, Archbishop Charles Ogenesari. Other speakers from Ghana, Dr. Robert Ampia Kofi. Apostle Eric Nyamiche, Reverend Dr. Stephen Wengam, and also Bishop Joseph Imakando, Zambia, Bishop Joseph Matera, USA, Apostle Yves Castanou, Congo, Apostle Abraham Gaji, Côte d'Ivoire. Date, Monday 22nd to Friday 26th, May 2023. Time, evening session, 5.30 p.m. daily. Morning session, 8.30 a.m. daily, start on Tuesday. Venue, Perez Dome, Jolu Junction, Apar Ghana. Contact, plus 233-548-633-650. Or www.scsummits.org Supernatural Empowerment Summit 2023 For crystal clear and thrilling podcasts and live shows, download and listen to us on Apple, Spotify, TuneIn, Google Podcasts, MyJoy Online, Amazon services like Echo, Amazon Music and Audible, Stitcher, Adam Online, Overcast and Pandora. Take note of everything. Sign up for the multimedia digital platforms now to stay updated. Bank virus, didn't you pay the FA? Did they I paid. The, the, I the paid. ITC. I paid. So if they, if I if paid for the ITC to be released, then you see, technically speaking, any player, whether on loan. Or permanent transfer. The moment you move outside Ghana, you are deregistered. You are deregistered because a player must be registered with a club. You know what I do? Are you suggesting with a, that with a club? Joseph Pinsu was not registered with Tamayut when he left. Yes, he couldn't have been registered so with Tamayut. So how come the money when they when well, they listen, the money came to you? When you listen, you, you understand. Okay. The moment the guy, the player moves out, the player is deregistered. Okay. So Joseph Pinson was not a player, a player of Tamayu. Okay. By federative right. Okay. Mean registration. Yes. Okay? But we had economic right in the player. Because the boy went on loan. So the question is, if the player had not been registered by Ghana Football Association, how could he have been a player of Ghana Football Association? And for that matter, 10%. That 10% is paid on players who are registered in Ghana. When he finished with his loan, the boy, upon returning from the loan, Tamayu should have what? Should have re-registered the boy because he was first deregistered. Are you with me? Tamayu should have re-registered the boy. We never re-registered the boy. So the boy moved from Hungarian FE to what? To the Belgian FE because in the FIFA regulations, I see 30 clear months upon expiration of your contract, you remain a member of that particular association for 30 clear months. So as at that time, Joseph Pinto was a member of the Hungarian Football Association and not Ghana Football Association. In your course to become GFA president, on a hindsight, do you think you should have paid that money? No. You do settings on principle. You don't say, because I want to be a leader, I have to pay my way out. No, you don't do that. Live exemplary life or give exemplary leadership to people who follow. Those issues that they 
fraud when non tangential. Are you 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 are that's what we call rhetorical quest, uh, how do you call it? Statement. <laughs> you see, you see what? Were uh, we targeted? Certainly. By who? By the powers that be. Who were the powers that be? Babila, like when the statute of the FA, the new one, was uh, at the draft level, someone called me from the FA. So he wanted to meet you personally on the statutes, new statutes of the FA. I said, no, statute does not concern my persona, as with a quick question. It certainly concerns my youth as a Division One club. So if you want to discuss any issue, why don't you gather all Division One 48 clubs? Then we all share ideas on things that affect us. I may go and point to one aspect of the statute that may not inure to the benefit of my youth. But of what consequential effect will it be? So call all of us to meet. I say it's too known. Why would he direct us to what? Who called the other FA? I wouldn't mention the name. Why would you not mention the name? I got that person. I, I, I had photo photo photograph of that person. Meeting some candidate on the 29th, sorry, 23rd of October. 2019. Who is that person? Prior to elections. Who is that person? I never know that person, which means I'm not vindictive. Is that, no. Relax. Chairman, <laughs> we are having a conversation here. First, you said the powers that be. Yeah. You've not mentioned who the powers that be that disqualified you. Now, you are also alleging that... I'm not alleging. Everything I've stated is the basic fact. But if you're not able to put out... Uh, the picture. Who, the, who, the, who that person is... Uh, you mean the picture? No, I'm not asking for the for the for the picture. What so what just to mention it. Yes, yes. Who was so that person? A, a, a picture. And and an normalization committee member. Is that what you're saying? Yeah, yeah. After the elections. Doctor Kofiamo. That I won't mention it. After the elections, that person called a candidate. Now they fully noted. And said my candidate won. Now they fully. So noted. the person had got a candidate. To is, it, is it now they fully noted? Yeah, I, I wouldn't. I wouldn't mention it. No, but <laughs> the way the way. It was Osei Kufo, mm -hmm. Dr. Kofi Amwa. Mm -hmm. Now Odo Fole Naughty. It could be the three of them. But certainly. So, so all of them, so all of them met, met. Not Osei Kufo. Not Osei Kufo. But Dr. Kofi Amwa. Ah, you heard the tape. The tape was there. Now Odo Fole Naughty. Ah. Uh, okay. Dr. Kofi Amwa. Yeah. It could so, be no, 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 it couldn't be both because the tape I heard, the tape I heard, it was uh, Doctor Kofi Amwa uh -huh. who mentioned this Palmer guy. Others, others might have played rules. No, this, no, because leading to, leading to Kofi Amwa mentioned that this Palmer guy. Uh, now uh, this Palmer guy. You know, I referred to that you, tape. Yeah. So he met some uh, 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 candidates. Yeah. Was it journalists or no, candidates? No, it's not. It's not. Uh, no, I wouldn't say Kofi Amwa. But he said it's, yeah. it's not Kofi Amwa who met the candidate. I have not said anything. If it's not Kofi then it's not the Fully Naughty. Uh, it could be. I, I have the pictures. I have the pictures. She and who? Uh, George of let's, let's leave it as <laughs> no, George, George was not part of it. Wow. That's quite an interesting one. I didn't want to know him, the person, upon all the things that they did to discover. I didn't want to know the person. Because. 
you have to be magnanimous when it comes to some of these issues. The FA presidency was not president at all costs. I wanted to serve my country at a certain level. Look at the fabricated uh, uh, ethics committee. Uh, that, oh, instead of answering that, yes, I've been I was never charged and what? I'm, I'm, and, I'm, and I'm convicted. I was, I'm just committed to the By the ethics committee. But you shouldn't have made that point, did you? That, do, you do you think you should have made the point that... Uh, because Ghana failed to pay uh, indemnities. What, in fact, what is indemnities indemnities are an acceptable what is within indemnity? our FIFA regulations. So when I say that we failed to pay indemnities, it's not an ethical issue. Even the ethics committee chairman, when George Free came or uh, uh, appeared before them, he told him, uh, George, have you listened to the tape? He said, oh, I'm just listening to it. But is there anything that is explosive by the statement that Palmer made? He said, no. Listening to it, there's nothing wrong with it. There's nothing wrong with it. Why were you called in the first place by the uh, They uh, asked me to apologize. No, certainly. Come, did you, did you come, come and assist in investigation. It's different from being charged. I wasn't charged. Otherwise, I would have lost my position as executive committee member for misconduct. If I was charged and convicted. <laughs> but around that time, the many had claimed that the FA was being managed well, by no, no, no. family and friends and cronies, so it was difficult for them to actually take you out. In fact, they had said you people were powerful. Nabila, when they, when they listened to the tape, they said, uh, Pama, this doesn't mean you will not defend the FA. But Kaz agreed. Kaz agreed with that statement. That's another matter. If Kaz agrees with that let me tell you something. Let me, let, me, let me quote. It was in a bad taste. Let, let me quote somebody who was directly involved in the running or the uh, normalization, that the decision was going to be monumental. It was going to change a lot of things in Ghana football. So, <laughs> if, if it turned out to be different. Things. So if uh, okay, okay. So if 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 you thought that um, that uh, person said that I didn't say. Who is that person? I won't mention it. Chama, you are not being fair to this conversation. Chama. I'm being fair. <laughs> you are not being fair to this conversation. You see, you, see, you <laughs> have to you have to protect. Your image, you have to also protect certain persons who divulge information to you. You did not win. Cat won. It's been three years since he came into the, uh, the FA. And uh, he's organized three congresses. And uh, I remember the recent one. Remember the second time you were even attending his congress. And you had reservations about uh, their financial statement. Certainly. Why? Uh, when you look at any financial statement of an institution, it speaks well or bad about that institution. And financial analysts will talk about the quality of the financial statement. Nabila, my kid, we just started accounting. When you show balance sheet of a sole proprietor. The person will know that this firm is a sole proprietorship. Because for sole proprietors, they capital, add profit, less drawings. That is how their capital section is what is structured. So why is there a problem? There's a problem. The problem here is that company limited by guarantee is a company. So you go to the capital section of the company, limited by guarantee, ab initio, it should be able to tell you that this is the uh, financial statement of a company.
limited by guarantee. So your capital structure will tell you the type of company that you are. Are you with me? You go to the Ghana FA balance sheet and you have accumulated capital. There is nothing like accumulated capital in our uh, 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 2019 Act or Act 179, the previous one. There's nothing like accumulated capital. Those limited by shares, you have stated capital. And Ghana, instead of reserves, we do surplus. Are you getting it? So all these elements will have to show in the, on the balance sheet. When it shows on the balance sheet, the moment you take it, that balance sheet will inform you that this is the balance sheet of a company. So, so but we have accumulated funds. So if you have accumulated uh, fund, does that make the statement wrong? Does it mean that money uh, at the FA uh, are not in the right order? No, about the quality of the financial statement that is being churned out. And I'll, 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 when I develop this, UEFA is a registered company limited by guarantee. Go and take their balance sheet, you'll see it. FIFA is a registered company limited by guarantee. And they are all non-profit. Go and take their financial statement, and you will, you will understand what I'm telling you. Ghana Football Association is limited by guarantee, and also a non-profit making organ. Go and take our balance, and you will see a complete dichotomy between what we are presenting and what they are presenting. So, so I want to understand. If you so, they present well, it wrongly, that no, doesn't listen, mean that there is something wrong. There is everything wrong because that accumulated fund could be used as a balancing figure. If the account fails to balance, they will use it as a balancing figure. But when you have association capital, as FIFA has described this, you go and check the financial statement. Of, yeah. uh, FIFA will say association, uh, association is what? Capital. Add reserves. But it should have been association's capital, which will be consistent. Unless you have admitted new members and you have taken additional money from them. That is where the association's capital will change. But here, the accumulated fund has been altered. So check the FIFA one and you understand what that. When they talk of accumulated fund, it connotates operations of a, a, a firm that has engaged in what we call single entry. It means there are no proper books of record being kept at the FA. That is the signal. So you remember the auditors or Fred never tied on the accumulated fund. Because it's, it's untenable. So, it's not done. So it means that the FA, they don't keep proper accounts? Does it mean that, that there's is, something wrong with the listen, finances? That is FA? what the financial statement is suggesting. And I said, come off it. Because it doesn't give a good image of the FA. I spoke about the uh, uh, assets, especially building. Building yeah. appreciates yeah. in value. Yeah. So no matter how you bring uh, uh, the theoretical thing here and whatnot, it will not suffice. The fact of the matter is that you are declaring intangible asset of 12,700 and something Ghana cities. This is immaterial to be an asset. Meanwhile, your expenditure is more than the asset that you are declaring. So give the building what we call proper valuation. So you do revaluation. When you do the revaluation and you approach any investor, the investor will know that this uh, FE is of substance. Yeah. Well, if you have asset worth uh, about 18 million uh, 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 Ghana cities or 18 million dollars, that person can give uh, the association money, money yeah. for us to operate. Go through the financial statement, and it's laughable. 
I saw grow money being acknowledged as a revenue. I said, ah, how is that possible? It's not possible in accounting. Gross sponsorship happened some years back. Yeah. And in accounting, we have 20, what we 13, call it. Yeah, we, we have accrual concept. Whether you have received the money or you have not received the money, whether you have paid the expenditure or you have not paid, acknowledge it that this sponsorship pertains to 2013 and not what? 2021. Oh, so they shouldn't have added it to no, it's, not, it's not part of your revenue. How could that be part of So it simply means you are, you are realizing uh, income on cash basis and you cannot do that. Who does that? It's not done. Judgment debt as an expenditure. How is it possible? If I owe you and I come and pay, is it an expense? It's not an expense. So all these point to the fact that we have quality issues with the with the financial statement that that, well, that was submitted to Congress. <laughs> I, are you getting it? Yeah. yeah. Okay. Uh, let me quickly view off yeah. and talk about the budget. President Kurt Okeku engaged in politics. Look at the president's what speech. Yes. You have his uh, picture. Is it done? I've never been to annual general meeting or a corporate environment where the president or the chief executive of the has his, his picture at a, at, as, a, as a cover. No, what, what, what is normally done is that first page, if the president is going to give the speech, uh, speech they will put his passport copy at the first page, but not a cover page. It's not politics. He made a lot of statements. That is political. I suggesting he can't make politics. Why would you do politics with corporate governors? We are talking about sensitive issues that affect the operations of the FA. You brought a whole budget. There was no capital expenditure budget. Yet you say you are going to uh, acquire uh, pickups and give it to the RFEs. Where is it in the budget? They should show me where they have it in the budget. You say you are going to construct a whole technical center. Make it anew. Change the, 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 the scope at Ghanaman, where is it sitting in the budget? Nothing on capital expenditure. So, do, if this is not campaign, what else can you uh, term this? It's surely campaign. Look at their uh, budget. And I will tell you, mm. budget, we have budgeting and budgetary control. The process of budgeting is different from budgetary control. Are you getting it? You don't have to wait till the end of the year for you to know that your budget will not materialize. So what people do is that they have a cash, uh, cash flow statement. Yeah, yeah. The cash flow statement is compartmentalized. You have either into quarters or into months. So that by the end of the month, the finance committee can go and sit and see if we are meeting targets. That is how come when the government of Ghana presents its budget to parliament, there is a mid-year review. So there should be an avenue for the budget to be reviewed. But they have loved everything. You cannot uh, uh, see what is to be Incompetency at the FA? Oh, certainly if this is not incompetency, what else would I say? The budget portrays it, 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 it means that you were part of the team that went and appointed an incompetent auditor to manage the... the, the we voted. 
Yeah, you voted, yes. So if you were part I of I don't have any problem with that. Majority carried the vote. So you, you appointed uh, an incompetent ed editor to manage your affairs? The editor? Yes. The editor was, was imposed on us. How? Because well, I was at that Congress. Check that Congress. We didn't appoint you. He was imposed on us. They chose it. They chose the auditor. Go and read it. They chose him. <laughs> That's my chosen. They, they nobody <laughs> uh, it became an issue. Wow. We, didn't, we didn't choose him. No, 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 no. We didn't choose him. They say KPMG failed to uh, respond. Then another one. P then we compare this, 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 and this. We, we would like to deal with this. Why is it that the auditor couldn't come and answer? But still, you approved it. They approved. It was approved. I was at that Congress. It was imposed. Just as he wanted to relinquish the uh, financial statement and the budget this year. And we go to a whole Congress. Sponsorship has been obtained by Ghana Football Association for clubs. Nobody has cited the agreement in the contract. But some of us who have been playing with figures, I can confidently tell you that that bear power sponsorship is not more than $1 million. <laughs> Why? Oh. <laughs> it's not more than $1 million. Just tell us. Why is it not more than $1 million? How can you give me uh, $2 million? And you say activation is what? It's $1 million. Are, are you going to capture that in your books? In your books, you can only declare $1 million as the one, as a sponsorship figure. In, in, in accounting, we have allowable expenditure and uh, non-allowable expenditure. If it's advertising or promotion, it has to appear as promotion and advertising. You cannot lump that and say that that is part of sponsorship. So within the books or records of the FA, how much have we received for the sponsorship? And clubs are getting 25,000 cool like that out of $2 million? No. In the gross sponsorship that we had, three million was for the sponsorship. Activation was three million, but that wasn't part of the FA because you see, you have to create a dustbin. That money has never been to the FA. But, but no. so why would you say that you are giving? Come on, you've the not been fair to this FA. They've got so many sponsorships. Which one? Recently, they signed a deal with Flora. Just mentioned Bed Power. Now they are. Sign a deal with uh, Mara Metaverse. Uh, that cryptocurrency thing. <laughs> is it a cryptocurrency oh, company? You go and sign an illegality and you say you have signed sponsorship. It's an illegality. SEC, SEC has pronounced, the Bank of Ghana has, they've also given their position on cryptocurrency. Why would they do that? That every sponsorship that is coming to the FA, there's a question mark on it. The same happened to the Macron deal. Then it metamorphosed into Temple. We knew, some of us, we knew for a fact that we were buying our own balls. If it was using our own money, our money, to buy balls for us. Yes, they say uh, Macron was giving us sponsorship. How is that possible? You're, you're kind of suggesting that there are so many wrongs at the FA. And, and um, I, I, I don't really know what you mean. Before you sign a deal, you see, uh, uh, Nabila, as any leader, somebody asks me, why do you think you'll be a better leader? I say, one, the quality of the decision is very important. Then you surround yourself with quality people. I've forgotten the uh, management, uh, somebody who define management. I say, you are managing people. So if you have bad people following you, the kind of information or decision that you so make... So has bad followers. The quality is low. Cat has bad followers. Uh, otherwise, why would you go and be dealing with crypto? 
and she has brought sponsorship. Just like our uh, former headmaster who went and so would you want to replace Kat, Would you want to replace Kat as GFA president? We are not there yet. I'm not considered any political change in my fortunes. But even if you are not there, uh, based on what Kat said, I'm hearing he says he will never clear me. Anybody who tells who me, will never clear uh, Kat, Anybody who tells me, I say, oh, tell him that I, I'm I'm not subjected to his clearance or not. No. That is raising himself too much above a certain level. No, he should lower himself. Do you have issues with Kat? No, not at all. Have you ever fought him at an ESCO meeting? We have engaged in exchanges. But we still stopped it. You are going to fight? Had, no, no. It no, means no, that you've no, had issues no, with him not for many years. So most of these things you are saying, people can just look at you and go like, no, there was a report, already has issues. There was a report that he vehemently kicked against it. And I, I was going to respond. And Kwesi stopped me. Where he knew that what will come out of my mouth. But the, the cars verdict can can get clear cars verdict because cars verdict also said that the normalization committee had the power to disqualify you. Me. That, that yes. But did they, did they, did they, did they, based on the things they raised. Can you point to any part of the report that is suggesting or implicating me that I cannot contest for future elections? Point to one. No, there's none. It means that you are hopeful. You are hopeful that you can you can you can contest. I say I will never so next, impose myself the next elections, on people. The next elections, twenty twenty three. If you are not contesting, do you want? Kate I, I, I will support another candidate, not Kate. That one, uh, it, uh, somebody who will do such a thing to my club. Now I will support him. I will be a hypocrite to be doing that. So that why you were part of the team that went and met in Kumasi and went to the They say, they say it's payback time. Who is paying who? Ah, for dreams. What happened to dreams? It's payback time. That's why they are doing all those things. I don't care. Football cannot put pecs to my progress. It's because you've made so much money from football. That's why you think. <laughs> Not that. <laughs> but as you said, I'm versatile. And I can always adapt and adjust to a different environment. No. Football cannot stop me. That is what he doesn't appreciate. Oh, you're good at my youth. We are going to collapse this club. Yeah, yeah, you know, go. By backing a false claim, somebody who has never trained a player, he should go to Kekus. Uh, recently, you took the GFA to cast again. Yeah, we are there. How, you just mentioned the first one didn't go to. This one went through. How, how, how did that happen? But just a quick one. We just need to wrap up the conversation pretty quick on that one. Um, why are you dragging the FA to cast? Because they have asked you to pay some money to some club that also played a role in the ask football. anybody who is into football how can a club that is not on the player passport claim that they've trained the boy at a particular point in the boy's career the player passport determines those who have trained the player over the period so how can anybody lay that claim you appealed and you lost so it means you have to pay which one are you appealed the decision of the the gfa and then that's why you went to cast uh, i've not lost at castle no, I mean, I mean, you've not lost at cards, but I'm just saying that you appeal the decision of the, of the. FA. At the appeals level, at so, the in the first place, why don't you want to give them money? Whether they play the role in yeah, or not, yeah, yeah. I mean, we, I, we all it, know Palmer to be generous. I no, remember no. prior to the FA elections, you were General, generous. General, were... Generous with one million dollars. <laughs> no, I don't think that generosity will. will... You built a mosque in Bekwai. or you you, you, you assisted. You assisted in building a yeah. mosque. You, 
you, in fact, you gave money to class, uh, yeah, one ten, class one, in one the northern region. So your generosity. Mm -hmm. One thing about life is that anything that is directed towards the work of God contributes to your good. I intend to even do more. Yeah, I intend to. Ghana is in a debt crisis. The country's debt has now crossed half a trillion CDs. Historically, we always hit a 